And tonight, today is all about, what are we talking about tonight, today? We're talking about transitions, right? Is change scary? Oh, yeah. Is it? (laughs) For me, it is. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, for a lot of people, it's scary. Transitions and change. And what does that mean? And how do I navigate through that? So just welcome everyone. I'm Burge Smith-Lyons. Those of you who do not know me um, and those who do, you know I'm all about experiential things like essence of being and all the other things that we've done over the last 40 years. So you might want to get something to write with and something to write on uh, just in case uh, we do some subconscious work because that's what we do oftentimes in these power hours. Every time we do a power hour once a month, it's always the third Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, it's different topics every month. And also, you can go on to essenceofbeing.com and look at our podcasts, or you can find us on iTunes for Essence of Being and hear all the power hours. Uh, But we do a lot of different ones, uh, different topics, and different ways of doing it. And sometimes it's more ethereal. Sometimes it's more experiential. Sometimes it's like visual. Sometimes it's just audio so uh i like to mix it up right so welcome kylie thank you for being here i'm good to see your picture even though i can't see your face and uh those of you who are joining us later you can certainly go on anybody who registered we had quite a few people register so i guess transitions and changes up for a lot of people because that's what this is about right so those of you who registered will get the recording uh, so no worries there if you hear something that you go what did she say what am i doing and you can go back and listen to the recording okay so hi kylie so thank you all for joining and again as i said get something to write with because you might want to do some uh at the end of this call i am going to give some tools for us to to support us in moving through these transitions a little easier. Sometimes I feel like for many of us, ignorance is bliss. You know, it's like, uh, I don't want to know. Maybe I don't want to know. Maybe I don't want to, during my transitions, right? During uh, times of change, why is it so scary for some people? Uh, Eric already said it's scary for him. Is it scary for anybody else out there sometimes? Nodding, yes, or yes. For some people, it is. And I think we're going to touch in on perhaps why that is and also what we can do about it. Um, And even if it's not scary, perhaps how to maneuver through any kind of transition that we might be going through. Um, And, of course, the bottom line is fear. You know, scary can mean it's fearful. So Samuel Beckett said, try again, fail again, and fail better. So failure is a crucial process. So avoiding failure, in other words, not doing something different or not doing something because it's different or I have to change or there's a transition, doesn't mean that necessarily you're going to lose everything. But that's what comes up for people is loss. So sometimes if you avoid failure, you can be avoiding success. It's just part of that process. So when there is change, or a transition, or a pivot, you know, sometimes uh, we just want to stay where we are, even though it's not what we really want. Agreed? Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, authentic success 
arrives only after we have mastered failing better. <laughs> I don't like that. Does that blow your mind? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the fear of the unknown. Listen, um, hey, I might not have everything I want in my life, but at least, and maybe I'm not as happy as I'd be, but at least I know what it feels like. At least I know it's familiar. At least it's something that I know. I'm in my comfort zone. And some people may call that a rut, you know? And oftentimes the universe or God or energy or great source or spirit or whatever you want to call it kicks our butt and moves us for some reason. Maybe we don't know why. And sometimes uh, this movement can look like a breakdown. Meaning that we have a lot of people don't change unless they have a breakdown. Okay. But I'm going to go through all of this tonight for us so we can kind of discern how would you like to move through change through breakdown or intentionally, consciously moving through it, even though you're afraid and even though you may have doubts. Okay. So maybe we're not supposed to know, not supposed to know that far ahead of the unknown because that unknown, the fear of the unknown can keep us stuck. Would you agree to that? Yep. Yeah, it can, it can uh, yeah, and it can keep us isolated. It can keep us um, the what ifs. It can keep us really in fear. And so it's that forbidden fruit, that tree of knowledge. Uh-oh, we can't have the not, you know, we, it's forbidden right? The, the tree of knowledge. And let me ask a question. Would you want to know uh, when you were going to die? Would you want to know when you were going to die and how you were going to die? Would you want to know that? Uh, no, thanks. <clears throat> yeah. No, no. Well, think about it for a minute. So yeah, most people might say no, but it certainly brings up uncertainty. Uh, meaning that, well, why do we want to know everything else? Why do we want to know that there's a safety net to catch us when we are doing something different or new? Why do we want to know that it's going to work? If, in other words, military and the tech industries, they're on a need-to-know basis, right? <laughs> so how can we can't live our life that way on a need-to-know basis? So if you feel like you have to know before you move and transition to something, I've got to know it's going to work first. I've got to know I'm not going to fail first. See, our spirit knows what we don't maybe in our conscious mind. And if we believe it, we will be shown the next step. That's why change can be scary. And I, I say this in a lot of my workshops and play shops. We need a faith lift, you know, have faith. <laughs> that's a joke okay yeah. all right thank you for laughing that's a out there uh so there is a formula that we can use for change and it's a conscious way to move through with ease and grace those of you who have done essence of being you know this change formula and i'm going to share it with you now just to remind you it's a formula for change so that maybe perhaps moving through these changes won't be as scary for some and it won't, it'll support you in allowing yourself to move through it without freezing, perhaps. So change equals some combination of vision plus breakdown 
plus plan. All of those together, some combination of those three things has to be greater than the fear of change. So I'll say it again, and this is an algebraic uh, formula if you want to use it like that. So it's change equals or C equals V plus B plus P, vision plus plan plus breakdown. Some combination of all of those together has to be greater than the fear of change. And that way, let's look at those components, okay? So V stands for vision, and vision is something you hold in your heart and in your head of something that you're creating that maybe it hasn't manifested yet. It's something that really gets your juices flowing. It's not a mission statement. It's not necessarily setting goal statements. It's a vision that you feel it, you smell it, you use all your senses. It's your connection. It's your allowing. It's your breathing into it's like you can see it and taste it of painting a picture of what your vision is and if your vision is really really powerful meaning I choose to be happy and I choose to have love in my life and I choose to be intentional and be purposeful and conscious and I choose to have money enough to be able to share and to create something in the world other than, you know, just to have an impact, to, to really impact other people. Maybe that's your vision for you, you know, but it's something really, really big. So having a great vision is important. And if it's a kind of a roadmap, it's like where you're going so that where you are uh, and where you're going, now we have to get there, right? So, but if you don't know where you're going and you don't know what you want and you don't know what your focus is, it's kind of hard to know when you get there, right? Yep. Okay. So that vision is really important. Now, the B is the breakdown. And what I mean by breakdown, you know, again, how, how do most of us change? What's, what's a breakdown in a marriage? This is the experiential part where you can unmute yourself. Some of you are, are, I hear background noise, but so Eric, what's the definition of a breakdown in a marriage? Um, not getting along anymore. How about a divorce? Oh, that's, yeah, that's definitely a breakdown. All right, what's a breakdown in uh, a job? Losing your job. Yeah, getting fired, right? Uh, what about what's a breakdown in your business? Going out of business. Yeah, or bankruptcy. That's a breakdown, right? What's a breakdown in your health? Getting sick. sick. You get exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You get sick. So think about it. All of those things I just mentioned, those are big breakdowns. And when do most people change? Uh-oh. After I'm the going through, Yeah, I'm going through divorce. I better, I'm going to lose that weight now and I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to, you know, take care of myself or, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I've got some kind of disease or something that's happened and now I need to really focus on health. In other words, breakdown is a very, very painful way to change and it's a painful way to grow. So your breakdowns don't have to be huge if you use this formula, okay? Because you could have a little bitty breakdown where 
uh, something like if you have if you're trying to buy a house and uh, something comes up where you have to fix it before you sell it or buy it. Okay, those are little breakdowns as opposed to they're not life threatening and they're certainly not something that is devastating to you. Okay, so you can have little bitty breakdowns throughout your life if you utilize them. And it's sometimes we just need a little, a little push, right? Just a little nudge. Come on, get out of your comfort zone. And they don't have to be huge. Okay, so the P stands for plan, and plan is practical steps. So you've got vision plus breakdown plus plan, some combination of that. And practical steps are those, it's basically, again, it's like a roadmap. That's where you can get really specific about, okay, I'm going to, uh, that can be a goal, right? That can, that's where you set up your goal. I choose to release my weight by September 15th, and each week, this is how I'm going to do it. It's a plan. And you break it down into bite-sized, achievable ways of moving through, okay? So a combination of that vision, that grand vision, plus maybe a little nudge, plus that those practical steps, if you utilize that, that has to be greater than the fear of change. Your vision has to be juicy. Your plan has to be, you know, pretty conscious and, and awake and, and alert and follow the plan. And then the breakdown doesn't have to be very big at all. Just a little nudge. Oh, that one didn't work. Okay. Well, the universe is conspiring in my favor. I love saying that. So when things aren't working in your life and maybe you've tried to, maybe you're trying to get a new something or other. And it didn't, it, it fell through. And so what I like to say is, well, the universe is conspiring in my favor. And again, you can use interchangeably universe, God, energy, source, great spirit, whatever you want to say, your higher self. Because sometimes we don't understand that. Maybe we don't have the awareness or the, uh, the awareness of the access that we have, okay, to those um, energies. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So if we knew what was going to happen, would we do it? So see, life is not a problem to be solved. It's a journey to be lived. And that's Kierkegaard. It's a journey to be lived and it's the journey. So use that change formula. Change equals vision plus breakdown, plus plan has to be greater than the fear of change. Because that's all it is, just the fear. So I'm going to read something uh, about fear of transformation and about change. Because this, this might resonate with many of you. And uh, this is my waxing poetic, okay, um, at the moment. And again, remember, if you stay on, I'm going to be giving you guys tools on how to move through this. Because sometimes I feel, see if this makes sense to you. Sometimes I feel that my life is a series of trapeze swings. I'm either hanging on to a trapeze bar, swinging along, or for a moment in my life, I'm hurtling across space in between the trapeze bars. Most of the time, I spend my life hanging on for dear life to my trapeze bar of the moment. It carries me along a certain rate of swing, and I have the feeling that I'm in control of my life. 
I know most of the right questions and even some of the right answers. But once in a while, as I'm merrily or not so merrily swinging along, I look ahead of me and into the distance, what do I see? I see another trapeze bar swinging towards me and it's empty. And I know in that place to me that knows that this new trapeze bar has my name on it. It is my next step, my growth, my aliveness going to get me. In my heart of hearts, I know that for me to grow, I must release my grip on the present well-known bar to move to the new one. And each time it happens to me, I hope that I won't have to grab the new one. But in my knowing place, I know that I must totally release my grasp on my old bar. And for some moment in time, I must hurtle through space before I can grab onto the new bar. Each time, I'm filled with terror. It doesn't matter that in all my previous hurdles across the void of unknowing, I've always made it. Each time I'm afraid, I will miss that I'll be crushed on the unseen rocks below and the bottomless chasm between the bars. But I do it anyway. Perhaps this is the essence of what the mystics call the faith experience. No guarantees, no net, no insurance policy, but you do it anyway. Because somehow to keep hanging on to that old bar is no longer on the list of alternatives. And so for an eternity that can last a microsecond or a thousand lifetimes, I soar across the dark void. The past is gone. The future's not yet here. And it's called transition. That's from the book, uh, the Essence Book of Days. Fear of transformation. Does that resonate with you guys about having to hold on to your barb and not wanting to let go of it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I'm miserable or I'm I'm not exactly where I want to be, but at least I know it. And so it's that right job, afraid of letting go of the right job, afraid of letting go of the relationship, afraid of my purpose. You know, it's, it's in order for us to perhaps create something new, we have to let go. And... It can be scary, and it's that hurtling across space of the unknown. And the thing I want to remind is we've all done it. We've all done it before. We do it every night. Did you know that we do? We transition every night from sleep to wake. We have a lot of transitions in our lives that we've actually experienced, but we don't think about them that way. But we made it okay. That fear of flying. It's that comfort zone. So go ahead and put your thumbs across your thumbs, uh, your clasp your hands, and just see what thumb is on top. Okay. And I do this in our essence of being just to kind of give you an idea of comfort zone. So see what thumbs on top. And now uncross them, unclasp them, and put the other thumb on top. Feels weird, doesn't it? Now unclasp them and put them back to where they were before. And now unclasp them and put them back to the weird one again. And do that back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And the more you do that, the easier it gets. And you realize 
it's not as weird anymore, then that becomes comfortable. Drive, drive around in a different place, drive to work or drive to the store or, or go places, drive a different way. Don't get stuck in the rut. Force yourself to actually do things differently, see things from a different perspective. Don't always do the same thing, always like you do. And that can support you in becoming less and less um, attached to it's got to be a certain way. Because we do, we get it locked into it's got to be a certain person or we're not going to be happy or a certain job or a certain business. So give yourself permission to go outside your comfort zone that way. And I understand it can feel like a loss, right? It feels like a loss, like, I mean, if a transition can be like a death, if there's a death or a birth or getting fired or losing your home or a new home or a new business or anything like that, it can feel like loss because we're losing something of who we think we are or were, and now it's something different. But again, remember, we do that every night. We go to sleep and then we wake up. Or maybe some of us sleep during the day. That's not a joke. Okay. Um, so here's, I think, here's the crux of it, I think, perhaps why have so many people are afraid of change. Because we teeter-totter back and forth between allowing it and resisting it. Okay? We allow it and then resist it. We allow it and we resist it during this metamorphosis. So during the flow of this metamorphosis, and certainly there's teetering between I'm going to allow a new change, but I'm going to resist it at the same time. So the portion of holding the energy the way it always has been is just a portion of resistance. So not wanting to go to the next level, let's say, means erasing all that portion of resistance. It erases all that was. Well, who am I? This is what it feels like to erase all that was and to become someone else. You resist this unforeseen someone else. When there's a way that you may look back into your memory and realize that all of this lifetime, it's led us up to the next chapter in our journey, right? We have a long encyclopedia of creation that we've had all of our lives, some of us longer than others. And that it's always there. It's not going away. Our way to create and our way to move through time and space is not going away. So, for instance, the caterpillar, when it has a metamorphosis and it changes, it's irrevocable, right? It can't go back. It goes, it's a butterfly. But still the part of the caterpillar is still there. It just looks different. So that feeling, I think, for many of us about fear of resisting and allowing, resisting and allowing, and who am I? Without that, if I if if I'm used to it being this way, and I change that, who's going to be with me? What's it going to look like? How am I going to 
exist. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yes, it does. So here's a couple of things I want to say about it. And then um, I've got a lot, actually, a lot of things to say about some more. And then I want to give us some tools to go through it so you can share this. And I'll, I'll need a, a volunteer for that. Um, so a lot of times we live in the past. Or our mind is in the future. So we call that the emotional timeline. And I teach this in Essence of Being too. But if you're feeling guilt or grievance or sad or regret or resentment or bitterness, all a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time, you could be living in the past. It's being fueled by non forgiveness so just ask yourself do i am i that way a lot is that where my mind is in the past so again guilt grievance sadness regret resentment bitterness now can you feel all those things in the present moment yes you can you can feel sad in the present moment you can feel bitter in the present moment but what i'm talking about is if you live there and it's being fueled by non-forgiveness. Now, here's another clue to understand where your mind is a lot, okay? If you're worried a lot of the time or tense or anxious or stressed out or uneasy, your mind could be living in the future. And that's being fueled by fear. Can you be anxious in the present moment? Yes, but what I'm talking about is living there. So that means that your mind could be living in the future or the past. And of course, the easy way through all of this is be as present as possible. Because if you can be as present as possible and just catch yourself, oh my God, I'm, here I am again doing it again. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the what ifs. What if this doesn't work out? I call it the Eeyore syndrome. It'll never work. Better not do it. What's going to happen? Remember Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Winnie the Pooh sees the beauty. He's seeking the honey, right? He's very present. Oh, bother. Right. So he doesn't let those things bug him that much. So he just keeps looking for the honey. But Eeyore concentrates and notices on it'll never work. Better not do it. It's not working. Didn't work last time, so it probably won't work again. So you can ask yourself, are you a Winnie the Pooh or are you an Eeyore? Being in the present moment is really powerful. And how can you get there? Be with animals. Be with babies. They teach us that presence of being present. And that certainly can move us and allow us to move through things in a little easier. Okay? It can help us pivot from that past or, or future thinking. So appreciate it. Find your honey. 
look at it as look at life as an adventure and all these changes that you might be going through or transitions. It's an adventure. How boring if it was always the same thing every time, every day. But a lot of us like that because we think we're safe, right? It's boring. It's not what we want, but I don't have to hurdle across the, I don't have to let go of my trapeze bar. So what we think is going to happen, we think God's going to say, hey, you know, get up, move, do something, go for it. No, it's my, my belief is we have free will and we can choose to get up or not. We can choose to move or not. And we're, sometimes maybe some of us are waiting for God to say, okay, do it now. Wait, no, do it now. No, better not do it now. And so we doubt ourselves. We go back and forth. Again, remember, it's that pivoting between resisting it and allowing it, resisting it, allowing it. So we may have doubts. But as long as we're moving, we have an effect in the world. And as long as we have an effect in the world, we're creating. As long as we're creating things, we matter. Okay. So here's another little thing I want to share with a lot of us, maybe we're looking for new ways, um, what I call jumping jacks. Okay, we, we want to, maybe we want to do something new in our life, a new jumping jack that's going to make us happy. Maybe it'll create a sense of belonging, a sense of awareness, or a sense of oneness, or a sense of connection, or a sense of validation. So many of us might search for the validation that we have within ourselves. Yet you even want to have your existence validated as well. So many of us are walking around with the feeling that we're, we are the shadow, that we are the illusion, that we are negative, that we're outside of ourselves. So those of us who live this way, believe this way about ourselves, we will continue to stay where we are. We'll continue to struggle. We'll continue to search for something that maybe we feel like we cannot have it. In other words, many of us could be walking around with a feeling of helplessness and a feeling of being another, a feeling of separateness, a feeling of wanting to attach to something that is value, wanting to encourage ourselves to believe in ourselves again. Some of us are walking around with a sense of overinflated purpose in order to feel that, okay, we're firm, here we are, we're doing good works in the world. In other words, we want validation, which is also that safety net before we jump. The confirmation that there is something more, that there is another way. And so many of us might be asked, I don't know, maybe you've asked yourself this question, why do we have to suffer in order to see that there's another way? Why do we have this feeling of struggle and doubt and dis-ease and all of this in order to see that there's another way? So there's a lot of things I can say about that, but I don't want to get too esoteric, okay? Um, I want to keep it 
grounded <laughs> in third dimension, but basically there is truly no reason for us to feel dis-ease or fear or separateness. It just becomes an, an inherent part of our learning. Okay. And that's what we think we're supposed to do. Okay. So yeah, I could go a lot into that. So I'm not going to do that. Um, any questions so far? No. Okay. I have a question, Burge. Okay. Uh, when you talk about the plan and setting the goal, that's where we need to set up a structure along with the goal. Yeah. It's, it's yes. There are there are practical steps that you're going to take either each day. You can break it down to daily, weekly, monthly. Yes. Okay. okay. That's the structure part. Okay. Got it. That's that structure part, yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Having having something to just, it's a roadmap. It's your GPS. It's okay. taking you there, you know, one step at a time. So it's not this big, huge elephant. So right. how, do you, how do you eat an elephant uh, one bite at a time, you know? Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Or with peanut butter. <laughs> so... It doesn't matter who you date, where you go, what to do. It's knowing that you are connected, that you're still there. You're still, you're still the caterpillar if you turn into a butterfly. You just look different. That part of you is still there. So that part of you doesn't have to feel lost or be afraid that you're going to change so much that you won't even recognize who you are. So that butterfly may not recognize itself on the outside, but on the inside, it's still, the, it's still the caterpillar. I mean, it stands for transformation. Even if you have doubts, you do it anyway. But my suggestion is to do it intentionally. So let me give you some tools on how to do that. One of the tools to really help us um, stop teetering on that allowing and resisting, allowing and resisting. I want it, I want it, but not really. I'm going to do it, but maybe tomorrow. And I'm not sure that's going to work. Let me try it this way. I don't know. You know, we maybe some of us stay there and we go back and forth. One of the ways to release the resistance part is that universe to-do list. I've talked about this on a lot of the power hours and certainly in the essence of being, but that universe to-do list is powerful. And all it is, is you just put a line down the middle of a page, draw a line down the middle of the page, and on the left-hand side, you put my to-do list, and on the right side, you put the universe to-do list, or God, or whoever you want to turn it over to. The idea here is this will support you in getting out of the fear and the resistance of change and the transition because you don't know. So what you do on the left-hand side of your paper, you write down what you're willing to do today. Just write down what you're willing to do today, just today. And on the other side, you put everything else that you have no idea how to do it or you're not sure how it's going to work out. You put everything that you're really concerned about. 
And you use the words like this, handle my parents, take care of my bills for next month. Um, show me the easiest way to love myself. In other words, whatever the issue is, whatever it is that you're not sure about, just turn it over and you can use the words, handle it, take care of, show me the way, turn it all over and say, you know what? I don't know. You handle it. And what that does is it raises, it basically takes a weight off of you and you turn it over to the universe. And here's the caveat. You can't keep asking, well, where is it? Well, I thought, I thought you were going to handle it. Why isn't it done yet? So like if you want a red car, you can't say, hey, I want a red car. Uh, you handle it. You handle the insurance. You handle the, you know, ha handle the payments. And you can't keep opening up your garage every day and looking and saying, well, it's not here yet. It's not here yet. Because things happen in divine time. Maybe not the time we think it should happen. We want it immediately, right? Yeah. Maybe there's a reason. Have you ever had something happen after or, you know, at a different time than you thought it was going to happen? And it turned out, thank goodness, that happened that way. It's yeah. because it was a divine timing, because if it had happened earlier or at any other time, then it would have been a different circumstance and maybe not to your benefit. Which goes back to my saying, the universe is conspiring in my favor. It's not the world is out to get me, okay? It's the universe is conspiring in my favor. So the idea here is turn it all over. Turn it over to the universe and say, you handle it. I don't know how. I mean, even if you think you do know how, if you're anxious about it and you're worried and you're causing, you're just stressed out about it, turn it over. Just do what you're willing to do today. Just Make your phone calls, do your emails, wash your car, whatever it is. And this really works. And it's not, it's a way of really allowing yourself to let go of the resistance. It really, really works. So my suggestion is anytime you have a, a decision to make, you're not sure what to do, or you're not sure how it's going to turn out or if you're in the middle of a transition, just say, you know what, turn it over. Some people call it let go and let God. Okay, so again, it doesn't mean you just sit around and do nothing. The idea of this is for your, for you to be able to Really be present and focus on what you can do today. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Another another tool. Or you have questions? Anybody about that one? No. Okay. No. Um, another tool is. Uh, an emotional chart. 
In other words, walk yourself up that emotional ladder. So let's say that you're concerned about something that you're in a transition about or something that's you want changed, but you're not sure how, or maybe you're just feeling, okay, um, you know, maybe you're depressed, maybe you feel powerless or fearful. So you can walk yourself up the emotional ladder. And the idea of doing this is to raise your vibration, to raise your own vibration so that you will attract the vibration that you want. Okay, so it's in conjunction with law of attraction. For some people, you've heard of this, right? It's that what we vibrate, we attract. And quantum physics has actually proven that our thoughts have vibrations. So that when we think of a car or see a car, the synapses in our brain fire exactly the same. It doesn't matter. Whether we're looking at it or we're thinking about it. It has a vibration, okay? Just like electricity, you can't see it, but you know it's there. So let's say that you are, let's let's use somebody, uh, let me have a volunteer and I'll show you how this works. Who would like to play? Sure. I will. Okay, Is that, was that Eric or, De, or Donna? It was both of us, but either one. <laughs> I'm having trouble with my internet, so you might want to go with Donna. Okay, Donna. So let me, so is there something in your life right now that you would like to change? Yes. Okay. And how do you feel about that happening? Does it, are you in fear or? I guess it's fear. I want it to happen. But yeah, right. yeah, it's fear. Okay. Well, uh, and you just did Essence of Being, so you should have no more fears left. Okay? Just kidding. Okay. So there's the shoulds again. Never say should. No. It, it gets messy. All right. So let's say you're in fear about something. So we're going to walk you up this emotional ladder. So it sounds really counterintuitive and it sounds weird, but I want you to access that feeling place right now of feeling afraid, perhaps, to make a change. Okay. Got it? Mm -hmm. You're feeling it? All right. Wouldn't it be nice if I felt insecure? So say that. Want me to? I say, would it be nice if I felt insecure? Yes. Wouldn't it be nice if I felt insecure? Now feel what insecure feels like. Okay. Wouldn't it be nice if I felt jealous? Wouldn't it be nice if I felt jealous? You feel that? Yes. Take a deep breath. Wouldn't it be nice if I felt revenge? Wouldn't it be nice if I felt revenge? You feel that? Yes. 
Okay. It sounds weird, doesn't it? Wouldn't it be nice if I felt anger? Wouldn't it be nice if I felt anger? So let me ask you a question. Do you still feel fearful? No. Right. So anger or all those emotions, you're going up that transitional um, emotional ladder because sometimes when you're in fear about change, it's hard to go from fear to joy, from fear to love, from fear to freedom, from fear to appreciation. So sometimes we have to have little stepping stones to move our vibration up that emotional ladder and let our emotions be our guide. Even though it sounds weird, it sounds like I don't want to feel jealous or hatred or anger or whatever. Okay. But what you're doing is you're rising up and you're raising your vibration so that now you're no longer in fear. So if you're afraid to move or make a change, Maybe you go up to anger. Go, you know, damn it, why can't I do that? I will do that. This is something I really want. So now it can use, you can use that as a motivator. So you can go up and up and up and up and up. And there's a, there's a lot of different emotions that you can go to. Okay. And when you did Essence of Being, I gave you that emotional chart. But for those of you on this call, you can make it up how you want. Go all the way up. This is in the book, uh, Ask and It is Given, okay, by um, Esther, Esther Hicks and Jerry, okay? So you can go in that and you can see all the different emotions. You can walk yourself up that ladder. But this is a really powerful tool just to raise your own vibration so that you're not feeling as fearful about moving or fearful about the change or whatever that vibration is you don't want to feel. See, the problem or the challenge is for many of us is we shut our emotions down and we don't let our emotions be our guide because they are our rudder. They're our guides. And if you numb out, okay. if you numb out, then it's hard to know where you are and it's hard to navigate. Does that make sense? Okay. So, yeah. Yes, it does. So let me ask a question. So by feeling our emotions, we're raising our vibrations. If going up, if you're doing it intentionally going up the vibrational ladder so that you can eventually hit that, that peak emotion that you really want to feel. Oh, okay. Like joy. Okay. Like passion. So if you're in the fear place or the insecure place or the, you know, jealous, whatever, if you're in that lower vibrational emotional state, that's one way is you just walk yourself up a little bit at a time to get to the joy and the appreciation and know that all is well. Because sometimes, like I said, it's hard perhaps for, for many of us to jump it's hard for, you know, if I said, hey, stop feeling fearful, go, you know, <laughs> there's like little, maybe some steps you might have to take to get there. It's mm -hmm. when someone's depressed, it's very difficult to say to them, get happy, come on, get snap out of it. Agreed? 
Oh yeah. Great. That's a pretty cool tool. Yeah, it is. And you have to be able to access your emotions. And so for many of us who have shut down, it's like we feel like it's safer not to feel. Because many of us don't want to feel lost. We don't want to feel hurt. We don't want to feel sad. We don't want to feel anger. We don't want to feel all those, quote, negative things. Okay. So some of us cut off the head to spite our face. We cut it all off. We cut out the emotions. Well, I'll just play numb so I'll be safe or so i think but remember what i said if you're not if you're not feeling and if you're not moving then you're not creating then you have no impact and that's not who you're born to be you're born you have a birthright to feel abundant you have a birthright to love yourself that's your birthright. You have the ability to love and to feel and to feel happy and to allow all the goodness in your life because you deserve it simply because you exist. You don't have to do anything. What if that was true? So another tool is if you're finding yourself saying things like, um, I can't do that because I'm afraid, or I can't do that because it's too hard, or I can't do that. Remember, one of my favorite sayings is, if I can't, I must. Change it to I must, or change it to I choose. I choose is a very powerful statement. So if you say, hey, I want a new job or, hey, I want a new place to live or, hey, I want a new boyfriend or whatever, okay, which is a transition. Instead of saying, I want it, say, I choose it. I choose it. And if you find yourself saying, I can't do that, change it to, I must. I must do that. What that does is it propels you forward. I must do it. Not that, I, and if you find yourself, I have to do something. I mean, I find, I say that frequently. I catch myself. I have to go blah, blah, blah. So change your I have to's or I want to I choose. It's a much more intentional vibration. It's a much more um, active uh, allowing place to be. I choose to do that. Yeah. I'm choosing to do that. Not I have to. And if you catch yourself, I call it the pinch and shift. What I mean by that, it's, it's basically you pinch yourself. You pinch yourself right here on your, you know, right here where it hurts. Because pain gets you real present. So you pinch yourself and you shift it. So if you find yourself saying, I could, or I would, or I should, or I have to, or I want, pinch yourself, or I can't, pinch yourself and shift it to I choose. I choose to. I choose to get a new boyfriend. I choose to get a new boyfriend. That's right. 
I choose to allow the perfect partner in my life. Perfect for now. <laughs> I choose to do that. And by doing that, what that does is, again, it puts it into a um, more of excitement, more of a, of a motivation to move forward. And remember I said, if you stay stuck and you don't move, then you don't have an effect in the world. Kylie, you have a question? Hi, Bird. How are you? Honey. Hi. I dyed my hair red, so I don't, I, got, I don't get the blonde jokes anymore. Now people are like calling me fiery red. <laughs> Can't escape it. Um, I, I have a question. So when I was at Essence of Being, I think it was back in March, the issue that I was having was, you know, like the fear of people and the fear of judgment. And what I've um, come to realize is that, you know, like I'm, I kind of moved through that issue and now it's become putting like a magnifying glass on myself um, in terms of like a lot of like self, like loathing, self-hatred in the sense of like, like burying the, like the, the things in myself that weren't accepted growing up around me. And, and um, you know, like for instance, like everyone was like, cause remember the question that you said that I kept asking myself is what's wrong with me, you know, because it's like, I felt like I was this like alien and there were like, I knew what I was thinking and how I was behaving was like the correct way to be. And now I, as an adult, I realized that, but everyone was saying, why are you like this? Why are you like that? Why are you like this? And it's just like, after hearing that so much, it like made me really get in self, self-deprecation mode. And since I've been trying to work through it, the problem is, is I've like been lingering in that self in that, in that like vibration for months now. Reflecting. So it's no longer about like other people. And now it's like about me. And I feel like there's so much pain linked to my goals. Yeah. And I've been there for so long in that place that like, I have not focused on the positives. Like I have more reasons not to do it. So how do I shift that? Because I've been in this place for a, a really long time now. And, um, and, and like the emotional charge is just like so big or, so, you know, you know, okay. I do. So first of all, kudos, because this is what happens when we take it out from the judgment of others. You know, we go inside and we start judging ourselves, and then we can get caught up in that spiral. So that's normal. Just FYI. Mm -hmm. Okay. That you're in that self-reflection mode and beat, beating yourself up. Remember about guilt. Anytime you guys feel guilt about anything or beating yourself up about it or deprecating, you know, self-deprecating, what it does, it also can demand punishment. And that is when you start self-sabotaging, okay? Because you start punishing yourself. So one of the ways, there's two things I would suggest to you specifically is I'm going to be in Fort Lauderdale, everybody. Essence of Being is coming to Fort Lauderdale September 16th through the 18th. So you can come back to the class and receive all the other side of the game that we play, number one. Number two, we have our graduate level that's coming to you as well uh, that you can do in Atlanta September 30th through October 2nd. So that's just my little, uh, for anybody out there, Essence of Being is the last one we're doing here uh, in Fort uh, in the country will be uh, September 16th through the 18th in Fort Lauderdale. And I encourage all of you to come back and play and experience it if you haven't, but for you, Kylie, to come back and receive, because what's happened is there's this, you have transitioned from the outside judgment now to the inside judgment. 
Okay. And there are things that you can do. One of the things is if you're not clear is turn that over on the universe to do list, turn it over and say, you know what? I'm tired. I'm trying to figure out, you know, why I'm having all of these feelings right now about this. So turn it over to the universe and say, you handle it. I'm on a need to know basis. I'm going to choose myself. I choose to feel good today. And that's what I'm going to do today. And show me the way to allow myself to love myself more and to understand and know and see the evidence that my life has changed and is changing and not be afraid of that. So again, without, of course, coming to back to essence of being and definitely going to the next level with us is passionate manifestation. That's for any of you out there who are essence of being grads. I'm doing it in Texas next week, but it's sold out. But the one in Atlanta, you can come there September 30th through October 2nd, because that is about finding your passion and manifesting and then opening up to receive. So okay. the I know that's a long-winded answer, Kylie, for, for you, but I wanted to offer that, that that's something to stay connected, to be able to, again, no man is an island. When you start becoming more and more aware of these things and you've been working on stuff for a long time, right? And like the process of like avoiding, like actually like writing out like what my new story is, like, you know, because the thing is, is like my anger towards other people and, you know, like them not accepting me growing up and like all this stuff, like kept me safe. Because it's like, I I tried so hard when I was younger to like connect with my mom, connect with my, these kids. And then after a while, I was like, fuck everybody else and I'm just gonna be it's gonna be myself and I and so I'm afraid to like like reconnect because that that wall is keeping me safe like I'm in my apartment my cozy apartment with my dog and I don't have to go anywhere or do anything and like I don't want to be around anyone right to me people equal pain equals pain wow and what a way to live huh yeah but you know I'm so used to it by now that it's like it's kind of become like my norm you know and so like going out there and like you know, is like, seems really- well, let, me, let me just say for you and anybody else who may resonate with the isolation part. Okay. And feeling safe with just being by yourself and not having to interact with people or the energy of people for whatever that might be for each, for all of you. Uh, there is a podcast that I did about reemerging from isolation and how do you do that? And how do you feel like you keep yourself safe among you know, people and everything out there. So uh, yeah, there is a, the question you have to ask yourself is this, you know, am I willing to live the rest of my life separate? Mm -hmm. And you don't have to answer that. Um, I just know that there's something else there for you, honey, for you specifically. Um, and let's take this offline because now that I know where you're at now, I'd like yeah. to speak with you personally. Okay. So that we can uh, talk through this. Sounds good. And I will say one last thing is that my, my creative Gemini brain is like finding a way to create my business. So I can stay isolated, you know, it's like, well, I mean, you know, right. I don't want <laughs> to be, but. Well, the isolation for, like I said, for many people has, it's, it's been a challenge and a choice of, well, I can, I can, 
I can feel safer that way. And so unfortunately, because we are pack animals, believe it or not, what's happened is there is a part of us that has forgotten about that, that connection of why we're all together on this planet in the first place. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what we can do um, together the synergy we've forgotten about for some of us, the synergy of you and me and together it makes us and it makes something even bigger than what we can do by ourselves. And there's an impact that we can have in the world bigger than ourselves. Even if it's just meeting somebody at the grocery store, you have an impact and you have a reason for being okay. So uh, just burge at essenceofbeing.com email me. <laughs> so that we can can i want to connect with you for sure about that but um yeah so i mean i hope i didn't leave you hanging too much but uh, all is well all is well dear one so i want to definitely connect with you because i want to see you when i'm in fort lauderdale so all okay. of you next time thank you honey next time uh we're going to be doing september 21st and we're going to be uh experiencing the essence of trust that's what the power hour is about the essence of trust and who knows how it may be a lot more experiential than tonight was or uh maybe more visual or whatever but come to that september 21st and again i invite all of you come play with us essence of being in florida september 16th through the 18th well go to essenceofbeing.com and check out all of the different events coming up and uh the graduates out there come check play with us at passionate manifestation on our graduate level and come play with us there in Atlanta. Uh, the one in Texas is sold out, but um, definitely want to see all of you next time. And you can also go on there and check out all the other virtual things we have going on too. All right. So all is well with everyone. Yes. So go forth and change and be not afraid. Go forth and change. Vision plus breakdown plus plan has to be greater than the fear of change. You got this. Thank you, Burge. All is well. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Thanks, Burge. You're welcome, everyone. Bye. Till next time. Is this okay. recorded? Bye -bye. I got on right at the end. <laughs> yes, 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 it's recording. And so if you actually, uh, if you registered, Suzanne, uh, you'll get the recording. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, honey. Hope I see all of you in Fort Lauderdale. You look amazing. Atlanta. Oh, thank you. You're purple. <laughs>